Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Hopefully a few more people join us. Um, yeah, hey Mona, hey Bry, Suzette, Jane, Marky V. Um, yeah, a little bit frozen, Mark, a little bit frozen. Jim, here we go. So great stuff. Good to see some um, some usuals on. Gary, <laughs> married Yeti. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Amanda, great stuff. Yeah, Dave, nice to be back. Um, yeah, no, yeah, you, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it feels weird because I think I've, I've missed a couple over the last month or so. But yeah, mate, you've been. Uh, yeah, I know. It's nice to have my. Um, yes, yeah, th- thank you for joining me and my guest presenter. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, I know, know mate, you've been is, living it up. You've weird. been, you've been, uh, you've been on the other side of the wall, mate, and I've been, I've been on the, I've been on the watch. <laughs> that know? is true. That is true. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I, um, I did see some some sort of highlights from from last week. I know you and you and Fee. Yeah, were, Fee, were uh, smashing it. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, it was a good one last week, actually. It was, uh, we decided to talk about yeah. training, but, you know, it, it, it sprung into an altitude one and a training one Always. and an equipment one. So, um, yeah, it's uh, that, that it's just the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, no, it's great. It's, good. It's, it's nice to have, uh, you know, different face every time, isn't it? You know, but I think you're here for the here for the foreseeable now, right? And there's no... Well, yeah, it's, it's, we... well, it's funny, isn't it? Because we've got two weeks and then it's... Um, and oh, then, then it's... Yeah, then, so then we've got Christmas, well. yeah. Are we going to have Christmas um, off, are we? We've got Christmas off, mate. Yeah, and yeah, oh, that, nice. like, it does happen. Yeah, um, but no, it is great to be back, and uh, you know, I left you you guys in good hands. It looked like a, a great live, but this week, um, yeah, we, we couldn't help but um, kind of get drawn in by uh, by Nims and and his fourteen peaks. Um, I watched it when I got back um, from my honeymoon, um, and I, you know, me, me and Dave, as you can see, Dave's clearly a fan. He's wearing. A nice little project possible hat today. You're well on brand today. Well, um, if you if you go back through the videos, you'll see I've been wearing this for ages, yeah. and it was only today I realised, oh, brilliant! It's coming to its own. <laughs> but um, actually, you 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 bought me this as a gift. I did. I've got one of those. I've got because we we followed Nims since before that project. I, I we knew of him um, because he you know he's been a climber for a few years. Yeah, yeah. But, we, we knew we knew him first, and everyone else is just catching up. But no, yeah, we are, yeah, just just from being around Nepal and hearing the stories and stuff like that, you get kind of get to know him. And when he announced Project Possible, mm. um, I remember me and you were like because we're tuned into that world, and he announced yeah. that it, he was going to do it, and I never. I, like his phrase about nothing is impossible yeah it changed my mind because i remember saying to you that can't be done and now my mind has been blown apart because he not only did it in seven months he did it in under seven months i know and I, I remember thinking it couldn't be done like how can you do all 14 8000ers in seven months like it, it blew <coughs> my mind crazy. yeah but i tell you what it's lit a fire in the in the climbing yeah. community now, and it's out on Netflix and the Ever Trekkers and more of the casual trekkers. Everybody is getting yeah. uh, that fire lit under them now. So it, it, we thought, what better subject to talk about? Well, exactly, exactly. We're, you know, we've over the last couple of years, um, you know, we're always talking about, you know, you, you having these goals and having these things that you want to achieve, and you know, what what is possible for for human beings, and or you know, just just for normal trekkers you know people who want to go out there and challenge themselves and do these things and obviously you've got the other end of the spectrum you know i you know where you've got people like nims who are, who are really pushing the boundaries of stuff which is awesome and, and great from the outside and 
you know, we all like to switch on a bit of Netflix, don't we, and watch, um, mm. you know, watch a good little documentary or, you know, film like that. And I think, um, yeah, it was great to, to kind of see it, especially because he's Nepalese as well, you know, and obviously we've got a, you know, big affiliation with um, with Nepal, a big love for Nepal um, as a business and, and, and personally all of us. But, you know, so it was nice to see a guy, you know, um, come from his background. You know, I, I didn't realise he was actually born down in Chitwan National Park. Mm. which uh, <clears throat> obviously found out in the in the documentary and then obviously went on to other things and live in the UK, obviously become a Gurkha, Special Forces, and obviously then eventually uh, Mountaineer. But yeah, um, very inspiring. So yeah, it, it's certainly, you know, I, I don't want to think like this is a, a NIMS episode. It, it's it's more about like the things that we've drawn on that because, we're, you know, when we started the um, this and also the Mountain Malarkey podcast, which has been what now? Uh, it was two years the other day, actually. Two maybe. years, yeah, two years since we launched that podcast which has been amazing and obviously then during lockdown when we started doing this the tuesday tune-in and um certainly it's always been one of our mantras you know similar to to what nims kind of says is that you know what is actually possible in you know what do you want to achieve and i think i want to pull some of those things out of of that documentary like people maybe have said like they pulled things from some of our episodes yeah you know they found if even if there's one thing that might help you that's what we're here for that's what we're here to answer your questions and to make it possible because yeah 100 percent. i yeah. mean um pe- you know like people like nims in, in any industry <laughs> in, in any sport whatever happens at the yeah. pinnacle filters down to the rest of us yeah and makes us realize things that are possible like formula one all the technology that goes into their cars yeah. down the years will end up in your hatchbacks and you know saloons that you're driving around on the street and much like that with the mountains what nims is doing now and i because what I really like about him is it's not just the physical feat of doing all 14 8,000ers in seven mm. months, which is mind-blowing in its own. He yeah. could not even, he could have just done that, not said a word, and still been a megastar. But he's been really pushing the mindset of, you know, yeah. it, anything is possible if you believe it. And we're not talking about silly stuff. We don't expect you to go fly off a bridge. But some people live in a world and i lived in that world where i thought doing things like going to everest base camp going to kilimanjaro having a dream of doing all the seven summits was impossible how could it fit into my life you know like it i wasn't trained i wasn't fit enough i had no one i knew that was in that world so how do you break in it can feel impossible but Mm -hmm. it's not and we're going to talk a little bit today about the little things that you can do the little yeah. uh was it the pebble that starts an avalanche you know and <laughs> now it's time to kick that pebble off the ridge and see where it lands you know so that's what we're going to do today we're going to kick the pebble and hopefully yeah. a lot of you guys will uh will, will get some <laughs> inspiration me. from that yeah definitely and i think um I, I, we've got a, a few different quotes we pulled out because i think off these quotes you know we, we kind of filter down to you guys and this one um i thought was really good i'll bring it up here so Sometimes the idea that you come up with may seem impossible to the rest of the world, but it doesn't mean it's impossible to you. Um, really good one. And I think when, when me and Dave were looking at these and we were thinking about the, the, the type of quotes, I think that is quite apt because, Dave, you touched on it there. When we first started, um, you know, it feels like almost six years ago now, um, trekking and things, you know, it is about having those things that are reachable. And yeah. we didn't think that certain things, like, for instance, that message you sent me, that you know you didn't well if, if Andy can do it then you know go to Everest Base Camp then maybe I can do it as well and yeah sometimes you've got people around you that doubt you that say oh it's too dangerous you can't do that or you know they're like oh, it's too expensive or they, they have their own limitations and they push that on you and you can't help can you can get caught up in that and I think you know we yeah. I think people have that sometimes and 
you know, it is, uh, it can affect you. And I think that's why that quote for me, and, you know, I'll bring it up again, um, is that, you know, if uh, some sometimes other people, the rest of the world, they think it is impossible. But actually, it's up to you. You know, if you want to do something and, you know, you've got one life, go get out there and do it. And I think that, that personally, that for me was, was, was that quote, Dave, wasn't it? I know, you know, basically it's, it's thinking, right, okay, obviously, you know, you've got family, you've got people for us most responsible for. But it's just because someone else says it, you can't do it. They can't do it. Doesn't mean that's you. Yeah, exactly. And one of the great things, if someone was to ask me what, what do I love about the, you know, this format, the Tuesday yeah. tune-ins, the Mate and Malaki podcast, what do I hope to get from it? Yeah. Honestly, what I hope to get from it is when we were going, going back <clears> to the <throat> beginning, when I said that I had no one in this world, I wanted to go to Everest Base Camp, I wanted to go to Nepal and the Himalayas and be an adventurer and do stuff out of the ordinary, but I didn't. I had no connection to that world at all. It was just out there in space. And then a guy I used to work with, who I spent less than three months with, um, was Andy. I worked with him for three months. Then we went our separate ways. And then I saw on Facebook that he went to Everest Base Camp. So I messaged him and that was it. That was me kicking the pebble down the mountain that started the avalanche that is what you see before you. And you guys have spent longer with us now than I had ever done with Andy when I first went there. So if someone who's been following this for a while feels that we're perhaps that gateway and actually do you know what if dave did it if andy did it if they've gone on to do it and shona ramona bry bry jerome everyone else who joins this and everyone else who watches it on youtube thinks wow those guys can do it then i can do it yeah you know and that's it and then all of a sudden that that it'll go from impossible to possible like that's my that's what i love about this format you know is that we can perhaps do that for someone yeah Um, it might make a difference yeah, exactly, Dave. <laughs> and you know, it does come down to, to to your life, doesn't it? And you know, I know we started off quite deep here. Um, you know, we will we have got some questions come through, and and you know, if you have got any questions, drop them in, guys. Uh, but I think it's all very valid, and you know, it's always good to leave room for for things, isn't it? I, I, we're always, you know, as part of our a Yeti's mantra, you know, we always like to leave room for all of our opinions because you know, we're all different people, and I think sometimes you know, people agree um, with things that nims does you know he is quite um bra you know he is he's quite like i'm doing this I, you know he has he's good in the documentary he talked about the team and, and things like that i think i had a lot of comments before that you know he is very much wow very self-centered but actually you know it was about the team he wouldn't have done that without the team no doubt uh, it is about the team 100 percent, always is um but we have to leave room for those opinions of obviously okay yeah you know he i think he said a comment didn't he around um you know, if a Westerner had done it, you know, he would have got far more press than, yeah. he, than he got because he's Nepalese. And, you know, whether that's right or wrong and whether we agree with it or not, um, you know, part of him is probably right. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it can happen. And, and again, I respect that opinion. Um, you know, and I know I, I think it was um, Ian, isn't it? I think mentioned that in the, the comments there. And yeah, Ian, I know what you mean. It's, you know, whether we agree with it or not um you know there's room for his that's his opinion isn't it yeah but um, he's a force of nature though you know so that he has to be and with all the greatest people you know whether it you know again reaching the pinnacle of any sport they're always going to be slightly controversial you Mm. know you look at like maradona you know george best all of those types of guys i'm just 
pulling names that my dad has told me are the best footballers and um you know that they're, they're, you're gonna you're gonna get that type of personality you know and he will and let's not forget that he's a special forces soldier as well he's not just yeah. a climber he has a really big history you know of going into dangerous situations and by sheer force of will coming out alive and that doesn't lend itself to someone who's perhaps uh, you know a navel gazer a shrinking violet you know he's an outgoing personality um and if i want to bring this back to grain for a second yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's impossible i've seen evertrek i've seen my friend i've seen whoever now i want to do it do you know what i've always wanted to climb akankagua that's okay. that's what i'd love to do it's the highest mountain outside the himalaya wow so that's what i want to do so shall i shall i just go now or is there <laughs> an, or is there a way that we can yeah, do it yeah. so so and i know this is something that you work on like yeah. just to say you can just go to akankagra and try it um and we're not against that we love the idea yeah. of people just going and doing stuff but it's not for everyone not everyone will be able to do it so you can lay a path out before you right and so yeah we, we we've got a little yeah, Dave, good good intro, mate. Good, I like that. <laughs> Very good. No, no, because we, we, we were talking about this before and, and we're always like, you know, and I think a big part of this was about, again, what's possible, what's not impossible. Uh, sorry, what's possible and what's impossible. And it's like, well, you know, sometimes, yeah, you can't just get off the sofa and do these things. I mean, sometimes you can, right? Um, but I know that, um, you know, Nims, he didn't just wake up one day and then do it. He, he, you know, he, he did a lot of 8,000 meter peaks before he tried this. He spent a lot of time or altitude he was obviously a very fit man he had a very strong mindset you know he didn't just turn up and climb these fourteen thousand meter peaks as much as it seems that way there's a lot that goes before it and i think you know we, we me and dave and and, and, and um, i hope we it does this justice because we're always like you can you know and, and, and i know a lot of ever ever trekkers have they've just turned up and summited a six thousand meter peak okay you know they've done a bit of training in the uk and they hadn't been to altitude before you know, first time altitude, they've done base camp, first time altitude on Killy. Um, you know, and it's just, it's, which is massively inspiring. <clears throat> you know, we're like, we don't want to put people off who are thought, okay, well, I'm going to throw myself in the deep end because you will succeed with the right positive mental attitude. But if you want to make it easier on yourself and you have a far more enjoyable time, then the, there's a little bit of a roadmap that, you know, we, we kind of think, okay, if you did these things, then you're going to have far more better chance of success. Like Dave said, if you woke up for one day and thought, I want to climb back on Kagura. Okay, cool. What needs to happen for you to climb back on Kagura? What things do you need to do? What state does your mind need to be in? What you know, what state does your body need to be in? How much are you going to cost? Like, There's so many different things. And So with this little roadmap, and Dave, I'll, I'll, I'll plow through it because <clears throat> I know we came up with a few things. And you've got the first one, which is you know where you start, right? This could be a – let's call it a couch to act on Kagura, something like that. So you get off the sofa – you start walking. I mean, we think that as the base, you know, you get walking, even if it's on flat ground, you don't have to be a mountain climber. You don't have to be a trekker. Even you can just get out there and walk from your house door. I think all of us during lockdown have, have done that. And then you can think, okay, what's the next level up from that is, you know, to us, it's just getting out hiking. So you're getting away from the streets. You're actually getting out in the hills. Maybe you've got moors local to you. Maybe you've got some, uh, you know, if you're in Scotland, maybe you've got some, um, you know, you've got some Maryland, you've got some, uh, you know, lower peaks, you're not necessarily going for the Monroes, but it's about the times you're getting out for like a four to six hour hike. You know, that's a good place to start. You can walk in four to six hour hike. <clears throat> then we can, okay, well, cool. What's, what's next? Should we, let's climb a peak. Let's challenge ourselves. Let's achieve something. Now we know we can walk four to six hours. The summit of Monroe. 
let's climb a hill. Uh, whether in the Peak District, Lake Districts, Brecon Beacons, you know, camp, you know, all the way up in Scotland. So, sorry, I don't think you've been arrested. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I can hear it. Sorry, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. they haven't arrested me yet. Um, so then, you know, you, okay, you, you, you've climbed a peak, you've, you've had that success, always, always feels good. Then I think you've got to step it up. Then why not do that twice a month? Imagine you can do that twice a month, four to seven hours of hiking. You know, you, you've really stepped it up then. You might even be going to the gym midweek. Now we're thinking of, okay, now you're into your trekking. Clearly you're fitter. You're out and about. What would be your first trip? Everyone says that, you know, should I do base camp first? Should I do Killy first? Should I do Tubecal first? And I think you can do, say, EBC, Tubecal in the summer, Kilimanjaro, Machu Picchu, Annapurna, Gokio Valley. You could do any of those first time. Um, you know, they're all very similar. I'd say Killy Summit Night is probably, you know, a bit of a caveat there. It's harder than, I'd say, most of those days and because of the altitude but honestly they're, they're all very similar you can get, get it you can get away with going and do those for your first time or altitude <clears throat> then ebc first my first time yeah exactly i did ebc first hadn't been higher than penaman that's mad isn't it thinking about yeah. what did you do ben, ben nevis first oh no you did that afterwards didn't you no no ben nevis was afterwards wow. i did ben nevis and snowden uh, <clears throat> post ebc um, but isn't it interesting? Like, you, I'm just looking at your journey. So, you know, get off the sofa, get out hiking, four to six hours, summit in a hill or peak. I'll be honest, I rolled off the sofa. I was <laughs> hit, 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 hit the ground with a bump. Um, and then, like, you know, the, the, the fish that crawled out the sea onto the beach that became a man. That's, that's, that's the idea. And I did all of my training initially by walking half hour a day. That yeah. was my goal. I want to achieve half an hour walk a day because I was nearly 20 stone. Yeah. And then an hour a day. Um, and then I decided to do some hills and then I thought I'm going to try Penavan and then I did Penavan and then from, I did all my training then in the Brecon Beacons and yeah. running. But, um, yeah. Well, that's it, mate, isn't it? You, you can, and this is what we mean. So there's a few, you know, if you're talking roadmaps there, you know, doing the stuff here in the UK, Australia, Hawaii, USA, whatever you are, um, getting out and about and then doing a, an altitude trip. So just, just so you know where your body's like at altitude. Because, you know, there's things that happen to your body that won't happen anywhere else. Um, you know, so once you've been to altitude and you've got that confidence, you know, you've achieved it. <clears throat> you've probably got an idea then, especially, let's go back to the beginning, especially if you thought, okay, I want to go do Aconcagua. So, cool, if that's what you want to do. Um, the next stage then after doing a bit of altitude would, would, would be about winter skills. So for us here, we're like, okay, right, it would be a good idea to do some winter skills training. Um Obviously, we we, you know, we run some in, in Snowdonia ourselves. There's, there's a lot of companies in the UK that do these kind of things. Navigation training, you know, you can even be a mountain leader. There's lots of things you can do. And once you've got those skills, that just gives you a bit of confidence. I mean, on because the next stage for us would be, you know, going on to like a, a Mera Peak, an island peak, 6,000 meter peak. Could be Mount Elbrus, just under 6,000 meters. Could be the Ring of Fire trek where you're climbing Chimborazo, Cotopaxi. You know, these are really yep. significant peaks, but because you've had altitude and you've done your training, you'll know then what needs to happen. And then it's time to, to make it happen and get out there and, and enjoy yeah. it and take on one of those peaks. You could do um, in between these things. So in between doing your winter skills and trying one of these peaks, you could go to Tupacal in winter. Why not? Yeah. It's um, in terms of the altitude, not that significant, but it's a good challenge. Um, you could even, if you wanted to go physicality wise more, you could probably do the three peaks, three passes trek. Yeah. That's kind of that level. So <clears throat> just roll back. So you've got EBC, Killy, Machu Picchu. Then we've got some winter skills training. Then we've got some things like either Mera Peak, Island Peak, Ring of Fire at Elbrus. 
And then once you've done that, then you could look at Aconcagua or 8,000 meter peaks you know, onwards. Because I think then you've got a real taste of altitude. You've got a taste of winter conditions. You've got the skills. You've got the mindset of already having achieved something in altitude. And then when you take on Aconcagua, imagine uh, what confidence you have going into it. Yeah. You know, I think this is why we were talking about, okay, if we did have a bit of a roadmap, that's what we would do. That's what we'd recommend. Yeah. I mean, but as as Dave said, you could turn up and do Aconcagua if you really wanted to, you know. Yeah. You the, see well, the, the, everyone's not everyone starts from the same point, you know. Like yeah. some people are like me, you know, the the <clears> beast <throat> that crawled out the sea and started to develop legs. Other people, man, they're like they're like racing snake whippets straight away, you know, and they they've got that ability. <sighs> but the point is about what is impossible for everyone is not the same and to make it possible is not the same and to yeah. follow that roadmap what that will give you what's invaluable is the experience because yeah. everybody knows that the first time you do anything you're like bambi on ice right the first time i rode a mountain bike and to be fair pretty much the last time but you know <laughs> like you're, you're a bit wobbly on the bike and then yeah. the more you do it the more stable you become and then after a while you can do a backflip and yeah. that's the same as hiking the first time you trek with crampons you'll you'll feel weird and your feet will hurt and it'll be all off balance. And the first time you might even go trekking, you wouldn't have used those muscles before. So every little rock you might kind of trip and stumble over. And then the more you do it, the more you develop those muscles, the more the experience and the skills that you learn become muscle memory. You don't think about them. And then you can concentrate on doing the task ahead of you, which is summit in that hill, you know, yeah. getting over that pass. Um, and by doing that experience, if you were to follow that type of, um, map by the time you get to Aconcagua you'll have done so much you'll be one of the most experienced people on the mountain you'll know you won't be putting your crampons on the wrong feet you'll be confident with altitude you'll know what it feels like you'll understand your body and how it's reacting and all that leads to is success you know and I'm sure that's yeah. how Nim started you know when he was a little kid in Chitwan he would have been doing some crazy stuff and then he built his way up he didn't wake up one morning and summit all 14 Exactly. work to it and that's what you know we can all do as well that's what i did you know mm -hmm. the first time i ever i did ebc first and then after ebc you know then it was um well more ebcs ebc again and then ebc again and then um, what did i do after that ebc again um <laughs> but no and then kilimanjaro and, and, and loads of other things and um but it all yeah. started with you know a little bit of experience and yeah. I could not, and particularly with Kilimanjaro, because that's a funny one. Lots of people go to do Kili straight away, and Kili is one that I would probably, I would like, I'm happy that I had some altitude experience before I went yeah. and did Kilimanjaro, because I can see how summit night, particularly our summit night, because we didn't have a quiet, easy, warm evening. It was a storm, it was freezing. I don't know what temperature it was, and, but I'm, I think it was close to absolute zero. And, um, oh, yeah. yeah yeah i mean it was colder than space and you know and it was tough <laughs> just have, just having that um yeah that's just having that experience made me more yeah. like competent and happy to go on because i knew where i was you know physically and that's what that experience does for you exactly and it's you know we do we we hate to kind of say like like this is what you have to do you don't like you know when we with a lot of ever trackers <clears throat> book onto killy book onto even like the ring of fire track you know patagonia lots of different trips that we do for the first time and don't think you have to do this this is just something that we were thinking about today and almost like what would, what would the ideal route be what would the roadmap be just so you know you have the best chance to climb back on kagua you know for instance as an example 
Um, and you know, what, whilst we're talking about these, because you know, I'd be remiss without saying it, we've we're doing um, um, a winter skills in Snowdonia, which we've got actually quite a few people booked on. I think there's literally, I think there's two more spaces. Or maybe I know someone booked on maybe yesterday, so I'm, I think it might be one. But definitely get if you want to do some winter skills. Uh, it's in January. Um, uh, Lauren, because I know you're on the the comments, if you could put the link in here, if anyone wants to do some winter skills, um, I say we got let's say two spaces. Um, yeah, definitely get yourself booked in because. Yeah, it's looking like a great weekend. Um, uh, obviously, with Steve, uh, our aim higher in North Wales. So, yeah. um, you know, in January, it uh, should be some good uh, good time to challenge and get some uh, winter skills and, and, you know, really get that experience. We talk about yeah. experience here because it is key, like, like anything in life. Yeah, the winter skills thing is brilliant. It, it, it makes a big difference. It really does. <laughs> um, that's where I can see guys saying it. Crampons have a left and right feet. Yeah, you would. Would you? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is um, you know th th this is exactly it. Little bits of knowledge like that, which you know people might laugh at, and you might laugh at yourself at. Yeah. But how would you know if you've never used crampons before in your life? How would you know? You don't know. Yeah. You know it could easily be true that they they they're universal, or they could be left and right. And it starts off with little basic things like that. And once you know that, that's a little brick in the wall. You know, yeah. and then, you know, you'll know something else. You'll know how to put them on. Then you'll know how to use them correctly. Then you'll know how to cut shapes and cut steps in snow and use an ice axe, self-arrest. And you can learn all that in a weekend. You know, it's great. Yeah, exactly. And who doesn't enjoy walking around a mountain with spikes on their feet and an axe anyway? It's, it's, it's good <laughs> exactly. Fun, it's right? pretty cool, isn't it? It's pretty cool. And, you know, these things are, um, obviously, they're all optional, guys. And, you know, these are, are they, they're certainly great things to do. And, you know, if, if you are booked on Island Peak or Aconcagua, <clears throat> excuse me ring of fire trek you know we, we do the training and you get um, practice before you actually start whilst you're on the trip so you know there is the option this is just you know it is good to get some extra experience like anything like anything in life um yeah. it's always good to have you know some extra time um spent on everything so yeah bringing it back then to to obviously trips and, and what's possible and things like that you know some of the questions we had dave i know we've had a few in today yeah i mean on the emails but where should we start um i'll tell you what lauren um i'll start with this week's questions um okay because, yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you know sometimes i do go back a week um yeah so <laughs> max has dropped a question here. Um, <clears throat> i want to climb kilimanjaro for a milestone birthday in 2023 how far in advance do i need to book my trip yeah and secondly what's your favorite time of year for climbing kilimanjaro and why okay awesome max landmark birthday on kilimanjaro what better awesome. way to spend it um you can book your trip now you can book it in a month or a year you've yeah. got plenty of time um the one thing i will say is the earlier you book your trip the you've secured that space that's your trip that's when you're going unless you want to change in which case you, we have flexible trips and you can move the date around but as soon as you book it on you're guaranteed a space um if you want to go in 2023 and let's say you want to go in february which i'll come back to in a minute and then you wait till december 2022 there's a chance it's going to be sold out and we are a little bit stricter with our killy numbers than we are our ebc numbers so once those trips are full they're full um my favorite time of year uh, i think andy would agree we went in february yeah. Was it January or February we went? And end February. Of Jan, February. February into March. Yeah. The reason why that's my favorite time of year is because it's slightly quieter. You can climb Kilimanjaro in like July, August, September. So you've obviously got school holidays and lots of people having time off at the same time. So it can get a little bit busier. Than, not crazy, but it will be busier. But 
we like it when it's colder we want to see the glacier in its full effect so when we went up in february that's what you get so that's my recommendation um but the best time of year is the best time that it works for you to be honest with you so yeah. i wouldn't put off going if you say you want to aim february after you've hearing me say that but you think ah, do you know what it, it's it's not going to work for me i need to go a bit later in the year then go later in the year the best time <clears throat> is the time to go the, the time that works for you essentially um so yeah work to those two parameters yeah, Hopefully exactly. that's good. yeah yeah nice no it's, it's certainly like like you said dave any time you climb killy is, is a good time um you know and, and rosie makes a good point there rosie danes uh, who's put about uh, talking about we did the first marathon and things like that but ultimately and you know going back down halfway up killy is still halfway more than sitting on your backside on a sofa exactly yeah i like that i like that but you know you come with us we get you to the top don't we um <laughs> and yeah good question point. yes um because one thing that i think we've i've assumed this but i need a tech guy to answer it and as we know okay. you're head of it um can you put captions on these videos uh yes so facebook should automatically do it um yep. yeah yeah should it should be a little setting actually yeah because i think someone has asked haven't they uh, yeah maybe, mark forrest um he's um you know one lo loves listening to it he's uh but he's profoundly deaf so it's difficult for him to lip read yeah. um i totally understand that mark um do you know what i'm right, sure it can, i'm sure it can be done and this man will tell you <laughs> i'm just saying whilst we're here i don't know if you can see that that's my my phone this is weird because i can see myself um yeah. yeah literally you've got if you click on the screen there and then the top right you should have the three little dots this is if you're watching it on the app and it should bring up a little menu i don't know if you can see that and then on there should be it should say turn on captions auto generated so then now there we go you can see my captions oh let's have a look have been turned on okay nice. so yeah that's how you that's how you do that so yeah if, if you want the captions now <laughs> i know some people have said uh the captions aren't 100 percent accurate <laughs> So yeah. apologies on that. Um, yeah, if, if you've selected the captions are on, you can turn it on and off, by the way, with Facebook on the yeah. app. Um, yeah, you can, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can, so, you can just turn it in and off. Uh, so and for off. instance, if I say after a long walk, I like to have a nice long sit um, and it comes up wow. with something else, then just, <laughs> <laughs> then just be careful. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Mark said as well, if you listen on PC, click the closed caption button, bottom right, awesome. Yeah, there's um yeah, because I know it depends on on what what you're watching on today. If you're obviously on YouTube, I know um because I know what we do is we put these on YouTube after um, obviously not live, but just so people can watch them. Um, then yeah, you can, uh, you can um obviously re they have captions on YouTube as well. Um, for that, it did say sit. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> nice, nice. Well, there wow. you are. There you are. <laughs> that is brilliant. No, we got to be careful. I I, re I read the captions thing and I think wow is it is my accent that bad it can't understand us <laughs> yeah oh apparently jane has said uh, earlier on it said we were running treks to the bbc um <laughs> so that's that's uh, that's, that's well good. you know they've <laughs> moved as well haven't they we have to change our itinerary yeah i think they're in manchester now right manchester now right from london to manchester wow you know why not let's go and watch united game at the same time yeah <laughs> but no um yeah no good point but i hope that helps you mark um obviously with with uh obviously watching us um yeah just uh sorry i love it uh hi davo mate is the knee gold or like a dog on lino that's um you know who bronze um i actually had a really good mountain bike ride <laughs> last uh on saturday it was great one of the best i've had since uh pre-injury um yeah. but yeah i'm a bit hobbly today because i've knackered it just tiring it out but um no nah, it's great going well can't complain i mean i do and i will but you know can't complain <laughs> good man 
Now, mate, you've been, I, I, I think I asked you yesterday and, and I was like, you know, I've forgotten to ask you about the knee because it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you, but you do seem to be carrying on and, you know, it's, it's great to see the progress. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've, you've always got to have it in the back of your mind so you don't re-injure it, um, at least for the first year. Um, but yeah, just cracking on regardless now. Not, you know, not even factoring it in, just doing things and strapping it up and holding it together with metal and tape and that'll work. <laughs> nice. Um, Excellent. Uh, just got one from Ryan, actually. Good question. And it, it, it's funny, Ryan, I hope you're well, mate. Um, not seen you for a long time. Um, but yeah, I remember in 2019, you did EBC with us. Uh, any appetite to roll out Everest expeditions? You know what? We've been talking about it for a number of years. I think, um, you know, we were actually thinking of doing one earlier this year, three years ago, because, um, uh, you know, we were aiming for right risk, do one in 2021 because we've, you know, we've been working out logistics and certainly in the future, we'll be looking at it. Um, obviously, we, with COVID and everything, it slowed a lot of stuff down for us. But, you know, we're still here. We're still running trips and we're, you know, we can't wait to get back yeah. to the pool ourselves. And we obviously got a big year next year. We know we've been so fortunate to get, um, you know, a small number of customers out this autumn. Um, you know, Nepal was fantastic. We had someone on Summit of Island Peak, which was amazing. You know, we had people, um, you know, uh, you know, in, in getting on summit of Mount Tubkal in Morocco before, obviously, the, the, the flights were, were cancelled out there. So, yeah, mate, it's been amazing and certainly we'll be doing it. And, yeah, I, um, you know, if you're keen, because obviously I know, Ryan, you do like Nepal and uh, you're thinking about it, mate, then, yeah, love to have a chat with you about it. I think certainly we're pushing out to um, uh, to people who are keen, uh, you know, from a, an application point of view, just because it's, I know with we, we were talking before about people it's, it's it's a completely different industry you know um obviously we're talking about nims yeah and you know he obviously runs expeds himself so um yeah it's one of those things that it's a totally different industry but we can't wait to get involved um at this moment in time though yeah where base camp is is where we're at um, as well as all the, the the new places we're doing uh, obviously like elbrus you know k2 base camp you know you got all these um wonderful other places to go but yeah we'll, we'll certainly be looking at it definitely as well yeah. as other eight thousand meter peaks yeah. So uh, Ian Jones, always oh, got a question yeah. about NIMS. Oh, I think we mentioned this earlier. Yeah. So we yeah. had some, um, you know, bitterness quote marks about the non-recognition that it was a Nepalese-led yeah. expedition. What's our thoughts on that? I think that <clears throat> you've got like to, to contextualise where that actually comes from. There has been, and this is undoubtedly a history of taking the work of the Nepalese and the Sherpas mm. uh, for granted, and um, the work that they've yeah. done on the mountain in laying way through the the ice doctors through the ice field, the fact that they stock all the camps, they carry all the loads, they carry all the oxygen, they carry all the tents, the medical equipment, um, and yet there's this thought that they're not really put on the pedestal or given the recognition they deserve. And that's been yeah. going on since the dawn of mountain climbing in, in Nepal. Um, and it's coming to a point now where obviously Nepal is becoming a more modern country and a more modern yeah. community of people. And um, yeah, they're asking for what, what they're due. So that that's the context of which that opinion comes from. Um, personally, I think, you know, he, I, I mean, everybody's got to judge it on their own sort of yeah. stance. I think that, yeah, 100%. I, I think the fact that it was a Nepalese-led expedition was outstanding. They're some of the best climbers in the world, and that's yeah. undoubted. Uh, you know, you can't be doubted. Um, so, yeah, I think um, I understand where that's coming from. And I'm not Nepalese or Sherpa, so I can't speak to it myself. But yeah. I take their word for it, and I think that they do deserve all the praise and more. Um, but, yeah, I understand where that's coming from. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, you know, there's no... 
I think it's, if you've got an opinion on it, it's all good. You know, like I said earlier, there's room for there's room for everyone's opinion in, in this place. Um, there's no right or wrong. I think ultimately, yeah, he's, like I think we're all me, me and Dave are like that. We because we've chatted, you know, uh, personally about you know we're never ones to we we never connect with people who show a lot of ego. We're quite you know we no one likes to show off, right? <laughs> but yeah. it's you can't help but get drawn in. I mean, naturally. Um, you know, if someone's shouting about themselves and how good they are, we kind of walk the other way. You know, we just don't connect with that, those sort of people. But, you know, we couldn't help get drawn in with him. Um, yeah, because of he's Nepalese and because he's doing a lot for Nepal. And, you know, he's, yeah, he's he's giving it a go. And he's, I also like his attitude as well. You know, he's obviously copying our little, little, little uh, shaka here. <laughs> no, he's not. But no, no, not, not quite a Yeti. Um, but no, he's, um, no, yeah, you, you can't help but um, anyone that, brings positivity to people is is, is is great in my eyes because i you know there's so many people out there who, who focused on the negative stuff but i think nims comes out in a positive way and i can't help but but like that because yeah you know that we, we we like to share positivity that's why you know over the last 21 22 months we were trying to keep people positive about going traveling you know because while you can't travel that's what we can do and, and me and dave you know we love we love traveling we love the mountains we love nepal tanzania all the countries we work in yeah and um, we want you guys to go out there and have a positive experience so yeah i, I think now it, it is good to to think about these things and you know um i i try i always try and approach it from the positive way um you know and frame it in a positive way and, and he's doing a lot of positive energy with talking about mountains and pushing yeah. people and asking what's possible you know awesome in my eyes <laughs> yeah amazing nice uh right Dave, what's next i know we've had uh, um, so, uh go on go for me uh ryan pertle has asked any appetite to roll out an everest expedition uh he did ebc with us in november 19. I um, answered that one. yeah so <laughs> where were you when i answered that one dave did you answer that one did you <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. Mate. Sorry, mate. yeah. Back thanks for the reply oh yeah sorry mate um i must have been reading um, something else equally as important. Um, yeah, do you know what? As I was reading it, I, I thought, I think, I think I've read that. To be honest, I haven't been able to read them properly up until now because I, I couldn't see my glasses and they were right in mate, front of me. Brilliant. I was going to say, mate, you've uh, your IQ's gone up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of points. Well, well, it does. Yeah, because you're, you're being able to read. I think should be factored <laughs> into that. Um, yeah. So let's have a look. Gay Pinkerton has asked. Um, yeah. Quick question: What do we sleep in? um when we are on kilimanjaro she means what what do we wear i think that'll yeah, all yeah, depend yeah. on the individual a lot of people wear thermals um yeah. because most nights it's going to be pretty cold particularly once you get past sort of shira camp and stuff like that and you get to the altitude um yeah so pretty much i just uh yeah i just make sure that i got like a t-shirt on you know some shorts and that's fine for me because i sleep quite hot in my sleeping bag but yeah. certainly when i got really high on the mountain i slept in um i can't remember, i think i slept in my trekking gear <laughs> you know i had some warm trousers exactly. and, a, and a base layer so i just slept in my trekking gear so when i woke up i just throw my boots on and have a go you know yeah. i might have a wash and everything like that but you've got to put dirty trekking clothes on the next day anyway so um yeah some people are you know sleep in their trekking clothes some people are sleeping in some casual clothes some people are sleeping in thermals it all depends on sort of how warm or cold you run and what makes you more comfortable so yeah that's exactly. hopefully that's answered that <laughs> just yeah thermal socks i reckon it will be bloody cold yeah joel joel's got to smash on there uh, bang on it's um certainly the, the first couple of days you're climbing killy is it can be quite warm um especially as you come through the jungle um and then you you, you finally step onto the, the the plateau and you start there it starts to cool down then 
yeah, yeah but you'll, you'll find what works for you you know if you, if you feel too cold put something on dave said there you literally when you get higher you've got your trekking gear and it's like it becomes like your suit yeah. and you just wear it to sleep you wake up and then they bring you some warm water to maybe wash your face and clean your hands cup of tea and then you're right as rain you don't even have to get changed yeah <laughs> trekking honestly it sounds like what about having a shower and some of that honestly when you're trekking you just you power through you'll be yeah. fine you'll, you'll do just fine you'll, you'll be great yeah trekking is not a clean activity i'm afraid there's no um, particularly in the remote regions of the world so yeah bring some disposable wet wipes um yeah. and then put them in a dry sack and take them back and get rid of them ethically that's my exactly. advice nice um uh so <clears throat> mona i've actually got a proper question this time and uh thoughts on tanzania and any travel restrictions yeah. um in 2022 um yeah. i actually spoke to jane yesterday and yeah. they have not heard any rumors about travel restrictions um and anything different yeah i think um naturally and you know i can understand the question because yeah over the last couple of weeks it's certainly been interesting isn't it and you know um whenever a new variant comes along it's always that time of they're finding out what type of variant it is um you know and naturally it's going to affect any decisions you make on travel right you know you can't get away from that so i think yeah like we've we've talked about it internally you know we've had chats with suppliers you know because and, and i think ultimately what's going to happen with this is that it's going to be different to previous i um uh well I, there was a uh, james who, who messaged me i sent him a little um video earlier because he, he was he's talking about uh, ebc in march you know when i you was thinking about booking his flights and the state, exact same question really and what i said to him um is like there's going to be more you know obviously if it's red list that's completely different i mean at this moment in time there's no um uh, we've not been informed it's going on the red list yet and you know fingers crossed hopefully it's kept on the rest because Especially this new variant is everywhere now. It's not just in Africa. I think initial concerns were it, it was. Yeah. But now it's everywhere. So ultimately, what's going to happen is it's just going to be more testing. So, for instance, where we, it was only you have a test, you know, when you get back after two days, it's probably going to mean you have to have a test, um, you know, and this isn't brought in yet. So we haven't got any finer details, but I, I'm highly, it's highly likely will happen. There'll just be more testing maybe before you go into the country and before you come back. So, very similar to probably how it was last year. So, for instance, I went to, uh, where was I? Um, Portugal midway, uh, I think it was towards the autumn last year. And, you know, I think in that week trip, I think I did five tests. But, you know, you do what you have to do to go out on these trips. Um, yeah. You know, there was an additional cost for it. Um, like, obviously, coming back from Norway um, a couple of days ago, you know, we've had to do the day two test and that cost money. And so just factor those into the cost. So I think what will happen more likely is that they'll just become more hoops you have to jump through. Yeah. But at least we're able to jump through the hoops, right? At least we're able to go to these places. I think with regards to it coming on the red list, I mean, you know, we, we haven't got a crystal ball, but this time I'd say um, certainly, uh, you know, let's stay positive about it. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I can see that uh, Keith Walker, Keith, you legend. He's just done uh, okay. EDC. Um, so, yeah, awesome job, mate. Awesome job. And, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah whatever the, whatever job the Sherpas have paid is certainly not enough. Yeah, it is, it is a tough role. There is a, um, a short documentary film um, about, I think it's called Porter or something like that, about an yeah. American guy that goes out to Nepal. And um, he actually can speak um, Nepalese, so I'm assuming he's been out there a while. And he actually carries a Porter's load to EBC and back. Um, yeah, pretty pretty eye-opening eye stuff. Um, yeah, Jerome has asked, uh, winter skills training for Patagonia can't harm mate can't harm basically yeah. the winter skills training gives you a familiarity with the crampons the ice axes 
and techniques for using those tools when you're in a snowy, icy environment. So, you know, if you're going to go into any snowy and icy environment and you're going to be using crampons, any training that you do, particularly the winter skills training with Steve, because he is such a top guy, so knowledgeable. And he doesn't just teach you, you know, about how to use crampons and ice axes, although he does do those things. He'll teach you about the landscape, you know, how to recognize dangers in the snow because snow, snow, right? But, you know, he yeah. can tell you a little bit about navigation if the snow is a whiteout. There's, there's so much um, that that man has inside his brain that he can teach people that will keep them safe. So personally, I think, you know, it's a worthwhile course if you're only going to be going pen van in the winter, you know, yeah. so, yeah. Exactly. Um, there was a question actually earlier as well. I think it was from Frederico. Um, and I think, again, this is obviously around restrictions of things. And again, you know, we 100% know why these questions are coming. But yeah, are there any new travel restrictions from the UK to look left? So obviously, um, Federico, when you're in UK to Nepal, in terms of going to Kathmandu, um, obviously we would then fly to look left. Um, so you talked about procedures, maybe number of days, financial requirements. Um, so yeah, I think definitely check out our Everest Base Camp trip on the website. Lauren. You put a link for Federico, that'd be great. Just because you can have a look at, um, you know, what we've got there in terms of what, what we include. I mean, obviously, you know, I know a lot of people here being part of the community, you know, obviously more what we do. But yeah. essentially, it's usually everything from when you land to when you when you leave when it comes to, to, to the EBC trip. Um, and yeah, in terms of schedule on EBC, so all the dates are on the website. It'll also show you what's kind of available, what's not. You know, we got quite a big year next year. Um, because we've had a lot of people obviously reschedule and uh, yeah, Lauren's put the information there. So it's got a nice link for you, Federico. Check out the trip. You can download the guide as well. And when you download the guide, it'll, um, it'll follow up with you with like an email walkthrough of the entire trip. And on that walkthrough, you've got some videos of each day as well. So you get a bit more yeah. of a, an idea of what you've got there. Um, and yeah, check awesome. it out and, and let us know if, if you have any questions off the back of it. I mean, probably too many to ask, uh, answer now, but yeah, um, obviously, this is one Tuesday, but we're here every week. So, you know, not over Christmas, but then in the new year. But, yeah, if you're looking at EBC in 2023, you know, get yourself in there, mate. I mean, geez, you know, um, we'll be there before you know it, right? Yeah. Um, but certainly you've got the spring and the autumn. If you talk about EBC, those are the two best times. Spring, really colourful, busier than the autumn. But then you've got base camp, which has all the climbers there because that's the main climbing season. The autumn, you have more festivals, decent weather. And clearer skies if you go in November, late October. So, you know, depending on what time you want to go, those are the kind of dates, you know, March. Um, you know, we've got some of the end of February just to try and squeeze people in. But generally, we do March through to the end of May and then uh, end of September up till the end of November. OK, hope that helps. Awesome. Um, yeah, I was curious to ask uh, Shona as well, actually. How's the back? It's nice to ask someone else how they're doing for a change. <laughs> but yeah, how's the back? Yeah, I hope she's well. Hey, Ramona, good to see you on here. As well as um, as everyone, uh, but yeah. So I just uh, I don't know if you know. Uh, I got married uh, a week or so ago, and uh, yeah, some questions and congratulations. Yeah, appreciate all the comments, guys. I know loads of you have sent me personal messages and emails. Um, yeah, really. Yeah, thanks so much. It's uh, yeah, it's been a, an emotional week or so, but we saw lots of snow in Norway and Finland, and we even hopped over the border to Sweden. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, minus twenty one it was. So it was it was like being back in Nepal in winter. It was great. 
awesome awesome suzette um yeah if you book a safari or beach after a trek and you have to cancel can those trips be cancelled and rescheduled yes they're attached to your main trip so those yeah. add-ons like the safaris and things like that they happen when your trip happens so if your trip yeah. gets rescheduled everything else with those gets rescheduled as well so yeah, yeah that's exactly. fine nice yeah that, exactly as dave said there yeah you know it, essentially they become part of your trip um you know when you when you want to kind of when you want to go in so when you want to join on to the add on to the trip get my words out <laughs> um mick mick hamilton great to see you mate i've uh ah oh, i mean it's been a journey isn't it mick um uh, mick's been with us a long time he done ebc uh what was it 2018 2019 mick it's, it seems a while ago um absolutely wants to get on another trip i know it's been super frustrating but yeah nepal visa so i got mine for lockdown yeah that uh might be valid for may i know they've got a certain time haven't they dave what's the because when you get it isn't it six months that you get yeah i believe them? so but i think if you contact the embassy you can move it as well you can move so it, they'll yeah, they'll yeah. they'll know if you've yeah. um been in the country or not if the visa's been stamped and stuff like that yeah. so i would say i believe it lasts about six months um but i think you can extend it as well maybe there'll be a small fee um but mick you're a, you travel about a bit go to kensington in london walk into the embassy and have a chat with them um, or give them a call. But personally, I think it's so much easier to go there. My dad went in there to get his uh, visa um, and he was in and out in half an hour. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, speak to them. But I'm pretty certain you can transfer it um, you if you haven't if you haven't already used it. Yeah, if it's coming up to expire. I think ideally yeah. you want to get there before it expires. Once you've had your visa and it expires, yeah. I think that's it. And you have to then apply for another one. But if you have it and it's currently valid and you want to extend it, I think that is possible. Um, yeah definitely so, just yeah. you can save the pennies isn't it you, i know what you mean yeah it's, uh, um yeah go on dave no i was Where's gonna say to shona you know stay yeah. positive shona you know you're gonna absolutely smash it i know what it's like to be immobile for a length of time you know i was the same i couldn't walk or anything like that um it can get depressing um but you know you're a you're a good egg you'll get through it just take it yeah. slow remain positive and you'll sort it out um Exactly yeah, hopefully, ho hopefully you recover quick. Um, what yeah. happened anyway? Is the physio giving you, is it like a disc or something like that? But um, yeah, let me know. I'm interested in injuries now. I don't know why, because I know, I'm, I know it must <laughs> can affect people. So I really do hope that you're staying positive because that was the biggest challenge for me, I think, was staying positive. And I was lucky to have people like this nutter, you know, to sort of help me along and stuff. So hopefully you've got a good support <laughs> network as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's know you get on, Shona. Um, yeah, I know you've been part of our, Evertrack community for a number of years, mate. And yeah, uh, you, you'll be back. You'll be back smashing it before a long time. Just uh, try and uh, try and get some good um, good Netflix in and good content before, you know, before you come back. And uh, yeah, keep the keep the mindset going. I always think if you can pick pick a date that you're aiming for, for you or, or something to do on that date when your you know, your targeted recovery is because it's it's always good, isn't it, to aim for something. Dave, I think you you can maybe connect with this because. You were talking about Tubecal, and that was a good target for you in your mind when you're going through the bad days, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you just got to, like, it was weird. I had the, the big goal and then the little goal, you know. So the big goal was obviously I wanted to go to Tubecal when we had it planned, obviously. The, yeah. the world had other plans for that trip, um, but it didn't matter at the time. And then the little goals were, like you said, get some movement back. My, like mine was just, you know, just walk about without crutches you know even yeah. like little bits around the house and stuff and then after that it was you know kind of leave my crutches at home and go out and then slowly get back into exercise but um yeah wow just a bad spasm 
that is crazy, isn't it? The way the it back is. can happen like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember watching something. I don't know if uh, this might help or not, but I watched something on, it was literally a Facebook video, and it was about a chiropractor in Australia. Yeah. And uh, someone, uh, some young lad walked in, and he was almost bent at 90 degrees and couldn't move because he was having terrible pains. And they gave him some treatments over the course of a few weeks, and it completely yeah. cured him. So maybe that might be something. But, yeah, obviously listen to your physio and do whatever he says. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, take it easy. Um, oh, Suzette has asked a question. Is it better to yeah. mail, uh, request it, or get the visa there? So I'm assuming... So, so this works. For, I'm assuming it's yeah. either Killy or EBC you're after. So both of them do visa on arrival, or you can get your visa in advance. Always, always, always best to get it in advance. Yeah. Um, the visa holds in these countries. Um, they love a long wait. They love it. So you'll be queuing there for hours, um, yeah. and sometimes it's just a bit uncomfortable, a bit stuffy, and whatnot. If you get it in advance, you feel you feel like a celebrity because you just walk past all those queues straight to the <laughs> visa people, hand it over, and then then carry on. So yeah, get it in advance if you can. If not, yeah. get it on arrival. Both myself and Andy have done that on a few occasions. Um, but after once or twice doing it, I just thought, you know what? I'll just get it beforehand. It's so much easier. So much easier, isn't it? And like you said, it just saves a bit of time. Then you, yeah. you're not in a rush. Then then you you, know, you want to get to your hotel quicker when you land, right? You just want to get, especially after a long flight, and you want to maybe oh, have man. a beer or you know have a lay down, depending on what time. You have some food, you know. You want yeah. to get in. So yeah, anything that speeds up the process. I mean, like like Dave said, you know, you can do it when you land. We've all done it, and you know, it just might be an hour or two hours, sometimes longer if it's super four. Busy. Four hours we've had. There was a Tanzania. Just, you know, well, we yeah, arrived in Tanzania up. just as they renewed this um, the arrival procedure. So they had this new queuing system, but there yeah. was no signs to explain the system. So what me and Andy saw was like much like a checkout counter. There was a load of there was a line, and there was loads of people, and there was four lines. So we just joined the line, thinking they'd all did the same thing. No, 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 no. You need to start at one end, and you need to work <laughs> your way down the lines. So we queued for absolutely ages to get in, and then we're told go to that one. So we had to go all the way back <laughs> to the beginning and then it was very interesting so that was um yeah that, that that nearly broke me but um worth it though to get into tanzania exactly um no great guys right we, we've what are we up to now well almost a half past already crazy crazy now it's been a been great to have some some questions there was a few more coming in um i think one thing just to, to bring actually which was really good i think it was from heather heather thanks for for bringing this up as well i, I did read this I think it was it might have been earlier this year but yeah around um Basically, in Nepal, um, and especially in the Kumbu region, they're banning um, single-use plastic. So in terms of plastic bags, so yeah, if you if you like taking over in your baggage, just be wary going through customs. Yeah, good shout. Cheers, Heather, for that. Um, yeah, obviously, when we if you go in there in the in the in the spring, which is when our next Nepal trips are happening, um, yeah, just be uh, sorry. You talk about Kili, aren't you, Heather? Jeez, that is me talking about Nepal. It is like that in Nepal as well. The Kumbu, they 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 ban single-use plastics. Yeah. Uh, but for Kili, apologies. Um, yes, yeah, so we've gone into Tanzania. Thanks for letting us know, Heather. That's that um, it's good. That's, that's a good. That's a good thing. I like. I like stuff like that. Oh, we got I, the, um, great, the great bald yeti has joined us. Has he um, finally? Yeah, he's talking. Yeah, he's made one system is that when you get on into Nepal, um, as opposed to queuing for a person, you have to queue for a machine which looks a lot like a cash machine, and you have to input some data in there from your passport and flights into the machine um the machine is clunky and it spits you out a bit of paper and you will see people like this you know yeah. for about an hour and if someone else sees you figure it out 
you are now effectively an employee of the Kathmandu airport because you will be helping everyone else. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that the, the well, the person you've helped will just go, and then the next person will arrive and say, "Can you help me?" So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, exactly. yeah, it is like that. But um, yeah, worth Pretty it though so. to get into the country, I think. Yeah, it's all uh, you know. I, I say this many, many times. It's all part of the journey. I, I quite like those kind of things because you know, travel doesn't always go to plan. Doesn't always go right. It's not always plain sailing. You know, lots of it is, a lot of it is great, but there's times when you just want to get to that hotel, you just want to get meet your guide that's waiting outside for three hours. Get your you Everest beer. Yeah, get your beer. But you know what? Sometimes they, they make for more of a story, don't they, when things don't go right. And, oh yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I that's what I love about traveling and love about adventure travel, especially. You know, yeah. when things go a bit your, nuts. Yeah, your ability to turn a long queue into some sort of lesson, Andy, is like, <laughs> I just, I don't understand. <laughs> like, this is why it's good to travel with Andy, because I'll be, I'll be ripping my hair out, ready to complain to the manager. And Andy's like, ah, it's just all part of it, Dave. It's all part of it. Well, keeps what, me, does, keeps what does Nim say? Is, is the one. You only got one life, mate. Live it. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, I'm trying to, but they won't let me pass the queue. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, just to kind of summarise, really, yeah, I hope it's been useful today. I know it's obviously chatting about, um, you know, 14 peaks. Nothing is impossible. And, you know, about different ways that you can tackle journeys. And, you know, maybe if you're thinking about, you know, going for a big peak, um, even if, you, if you're thinking about going for Everest Base Camp, what's your, think about what's your plan to get there. You know, even if you climb an island peak, even if uh, you know it's just getting out and, and getting out into a um you know getting out to the mountains and getting off the sofa and getting you know and switching off netflix you know and getting out there and and, and getting away from the desk whatever it is you know um you know we hope that helps a little bit and i think you know we, we certainly wanted to talk about you know what is possible because anything is possible really mm-hmm. it's just uh, whatever you want to do and you know that's what we're here for we're here to make these happen for you so reach out to us you know we're now travels opening up you know and, and fingers crossed continues to be okay going forward um you know we're here to make that happen so you know just just ping any of our yetis a message and we'll we'll help you out but dave any 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 thoughts mate any final thoughts um on, yeah i think we... uh i just saw someone coming out with some great um great maxims great adages there so uh, i think yeah. the one that i've always liked and i think i heard it first from andy's lips but I think it's an old adage, which is uh, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're probably right. So the yeah. first step is up there, and the second step is up there. <laughs> you know, so um, with a Hillary step. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's well, all the way up there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it fell off. <laughs> I, yeah, it's not there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Joel Palmer, can we get the Tuesday tune in the face cam? Ah, oh, mate, I wish. You know, if we had um, decent internet, yeah, we'd love to do that. We'd yeah, well, then we can record one, but I'm know, sure it can that. be done. Um, we might have to record one and then put it back out like uh, the next day or something like that. Well, Dave, whether you believe but, uh, you can or believe you can't, it's you're probably, probably right. right. So it's the same with the lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I saw a great one the other day as well. It was about trees. It said the best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The second best time is now. And it's the same for mountain climbing. The best time to start training for climbing a mountain yeah. was five years ago. But the second best time is today. So if you haven't started yet, the best time, second best time is right now. So go and do it. And uh, I'll I'll see you there. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, yeah, we'll catch you next Tuesday. We've got a great one next week because Christmas is on the horizon. Yeah. We've got some nice little um, little, uh, 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 shocking stocking fillers to talk about. Shocking Um, fillers might be more accurate, to be fair. 
<laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, guys. Um, yeah, hope have an awesome week, whatever you're up to. And we'll um, we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah, see you on the flippity flip. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mount Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. I'm not